following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Okay. Let's put a record. We got the sun in Phoenix too. 52. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date with everything Phoenix Suns. I'm your host this week, uh, co-host this week, either one, whichever one you want to say. The ever-so-savory David McGraw. I don't know why I'm giving myself a title this time, but I am. Uh, and, of course, with me is the Davin, is the Davin of them all, Mitch Krumpetich. How are you doing, Mitch? You know what? I'm doing really, really well. Um, it's It's been a good night. It's been a good week. I'm very excited. Um, we've got a good show coming up for you. Uh, we're going to talk about... All these guys that we've been working out, pre-draft workout season is in full swing. And lots lots and lots of guys working out. Love seeing it. Uh, and then we've got some pretty exciting stuff from the finals. Uh, we talked uh, last week and a couple weeks ago about how oh, Warriors, Cavs, 4-1, big whoop. We've got stuff to talk about. So we're going to hit that. And then, uh, as usual... We've got some Twitter questions, and some of these are doozies. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into that. But let's start off with these uh, pre-draft workouts. So, we've worked out a ton of guys since uh, the last episode we recorded. I'm just going to go through all of them. And, David, just give me the names that jump off the page to you. So, here we go. Uh, May 28th, we worked out Bruce Brown Jr. from Miami. Tony Carr from Penn State, Hamadou Diallo from Kentucky, Aaron Holiday from UCLA. I'm so sorry for butchering this, but this is a tough one. Svitoslav Mikhailuk from Kansas, Anthony Simons from IMG Academy. We've talked about him a bit before. Um, then we've got another tough name. I'm so sorry if I butcher this. Obi Enekchionia from Temple. Uh, Jacob Evans from Cincinnati. Uh, Shannon Evans II from Arizona State. Alan Herndon from Wyoming. Shout out Wyoming. Cody Justice from ASU as well. William McDowell White from Australia. Um, those were all on the 29th. Uh, then on the 31st, we worked out Kata Bates-Diop from Ohio State. Devin Hall from Virginia. That might be Devon Hall as well. Devin Devon Hall from Virginia. George King from Colorado. J.P. Makura from Xavier. Uh, Chamize Metu from USC. And Malik Newman from Kansas. Then June 1st, a lot of names here. Raleigh Alkins from Arizona. E.C. Matthews from Rhode Island. DeAnthony Melton from USC. Laundry... Landry, Landry probably, Landry Shamet from Wichita State, Alonzo Trier from Arizona, Usama Zaid from VIU, and that's all we got. So what names are jumping out based on those lists? 
Man, I was kind of hoping you would go a little bit staggered, because uh, that's a lot of names. That's a lot, we a can, lot of let's, names. We can go day by day, but, I mean, just think about that. A lot of fans are just going to be seeing big aggregated lists. What what name jumps out, just based yeah. on all of that? Yeah, so um, it's tough. Uh, you know, first ones, and I, I think we were actually looking at this list at the same time when the the first workout sets were coming up you know anthony uh i I don't is it i would always say simmons but it's simons i'm pretty sure it's simon yeah i i know because it it doesn't have like two m's it just has one it's really weird these some of these names are great um you know you know him he's kind of a big name even though he's not a top of the draft guy just because of he's one of these guys that if i've correct me if i'm wrong but he's one of these guys that skipped college and has been kind of just doing his own thing, and that did, they're doing great in these workouts supposedly, but I would hope so because they're playing against air. So, you know, all we have is high school tape and these drills of them playing against no one. So, uh, you're gonna know that name uh, if you've ever heard of e- if you ever watch ESPN. Uh, if you go deep dives, they'll talk about him. Um, Diallo, uh, younger brother of Sheik Diallo. I think he had a lot more buzz coming into this year, if I remember correctly, and his stock really kind of fell uh, as it went on. I think that I, th- I feel like he was like a mid first is what a lot of people thought. And now he's kind of a late first, second round kind of guy. Um, I might be wrong about that, but I, I do remember his stock coming down a little bit. Um, oh, man. And there was one other guy from that first group of names that I can't remember. Um Oh, my gosh. Um, the first day that I talked about Bruce Brown Jr. from Miami, Tony Carr, was it, Penn State. Was that Bruce Bowen Jr. or Bruce Brown Jr.? Brown. Brown Jr. Okay. Yep. I keep on mixing up Bowen and Brown for some reason, and I keep yeah. seeing that name and thinking disgusting, and then it's like, oh, wait, no, never mind. <laughs> um, Arizona State, we got a couple ASU guys. That's kind of exciting. And then Trier from Arizona. Yeah, uh, it's always good to bring those guys in just for pre-draft yeah. workouts. Yeah, um, I, I love that Shannon Evans and Cody Justice are getting some workouts. Uh, those guys were a really huge part of that first twelve-game streak for ASU, and uh, just what they were able to do this season, even though it kind of fell as a dud towards the end. Um, Shannon Evans, undersized, but might have a shot at uh, doing some stuff in the G League. Uh, he's a pretty good score but i i don't think he's able to make the nba jump and definitely cody justice uh, another guy that i like uh he ended up he had to play everywhere it seemed like at asu he got slotted in at power forward uh last two years before this one just because there wasn't anyone at times uh i don't he's not an nba guy unfortunately um you you said alonzo trier alonzo trier i he he's probably top of the second round guy. I just I, I I don't really want to pick him. He has some potential, but if you watch that Arizona team, no one stood out except for Aiton and a lot of the, those Arizona guards had a real hard time even just doing entry passes to Aiton and just doing some simple things, and that makes me not want to get Alonzo Trier. Um. But then the other guy that I liked from uh, USC is uh, Melton. He 
might like actually be pretty good. I, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. Uh, I I like him, and I'm I'm rooting for that guy. Yeah, all all good things to bring up. Um, I want to talk about Keita Bates Diop from uh, Ohio State. Great, great, great player. Uh, very successful in college. Super duper athletic. Can play like the three and the four. Um, I would not mind taking a chance on him um, with a second round pick. Um, Thirty one might be a good spot for him. Um, I feel like he's probably going to work out for quite a few teams, and um, someone's going to see just how his raw athleticism can translate to the NBA. Um, So I think he will definitely be able to make it in the league. Um, I don't know. It's not like – I'm not completely sure that we would – that he'd be like the best fit for our team, I guess, but why not give it a shot? But I don't I think my biggest takeaway from all of this is I feel like it's one of two possibilities here. One, we've either worked out way more guys than we have in the past, or two, the Sun social media team is being much more transparent now and talking about all of these guys. I just feel like even last year I couldn't. I mean, I, I wasn't seeing a list on Instagram every night of every single guy that we worked out. So I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of the two. Do you do you think that the Suns social media team is being more transparent, or are we just really working out more guys? You know, that's really tough. I don't know if maybe just because of this draft, people are a little more into these workouts. I feel like that they were happening, and I think that probably similar to a similar amount of workouts are happening. I think that at this point in time, just a lot of people are really hyped up about this draft for the Suns from getting the number one pick. And so I think they're just doing a little bit more to push some of these earlier workouts of guys that might not even, they might get asked back for another workout or they might just not even get worked out again. I think that's kind of where we're at. I just think that because of the hype, people are jumping a little bit more to it, but I, I think that it's it's just because of the hype, and maybe we're just maybe a little more aware of it or something. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think the the Suns are the social media team that is are a little bit more on it this year for sure too. Yeah, I mean, props to them; they're doing a great job. Um, not that they weren't doing a great job before, but I've been really happy with the way these pre-draft workouts have been covered. Um, While we're on the topic of the draft, I don't want to harp on this too much because it's all you ever see as a Suns fan right now. But very quickly, let's just do a check-in, an Aiton versus Doncic check-in. Has has your mind changed at all, David? Where where are you leaning right now? If the draft were today, who are you taking? (laughs) Uh, I have the same mindset as uh, last week. That's just where I'm at, and I think that's where I'm going to be at for the entirety of this thing. Uh, My heart says Aiton. I'm... I think that the Sun should pick Aiton, but um, there's this. Doncic is arguably the most celebrated 19-year-old ever, and I'm the most terrified of passing on Doncic. Yeah, it, I I agree there. Um, I think last week I'm gonna say I was probably 70-30 in favor of Doncic. And this week, I'm like 60-40 in favor of Doncic. And the thing that's kind of swung that a little bit is um, Aiton's three-point shooting. 
he has the ability to shoot the three. And I think I forget about that sometimes. Yep. And I read something today about, like, Aiton's game could be really transcendent because he's such a dominant big man inside and he can shoot the three. So, still leaning Doncic, but it's not as uh, unbalanced as it was last week. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you want to even if, – if you're a little nervous about some of the stuff with Aiton – uh, I, I would really recommend looking up some some of the game stuff that happened. Uh, if you can find closer to game tape than just highlights, you'll see the things that aren't necessarily put in these highlight reels, whether it be, you know, I saw it against ASU because I watched a lot of ASU games, but and, and not ASU games, just U of A games in general, but him getting switched onto guys and just his, his footwork there, the ability to pick and pop or pick and roll, um, you, you know, some of the effort stuff was there, but it seemed like when he did give it, the effort was like there. And I think that's just a college thing. So uh, I would really recommend if you still are like on the fence, you should really look at both of these guys and, uh, remember if you're going to base this off of outside shooting that a Doncic ha- is on as many attempts as he was getting, he didn't necessarily shoot the best this past Euro league season. Uh, he shot about, I think, 30% from three in Euro. Um, that could mean nothing. That could mean, you know, he was running on 18 months without rest of basketball. But, you know, if, you, if your sole defense is that we need outside scoring and all that stuff, I would just really look into both of these guys and do yourself some favors because both these guys are transcendent players in my book. Yeah. Well, we'll wait until June 21st, which cannot come soon enough again. To overreact. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I think let's talk about the finals. I mean, uh, at the time that we're recording this, all we've seen is game one. The Warriors won, which uh, I think most people expected, but in a fashion that probably no one expected. Um, so if you didn't watch, you should probably start watching this series because it's a lot of drama now. Very, very dramatic. So I'll, I'll do a summary of this really quick. Game is very close the whole time. Very, very close. And all you need to know is the Cavs had a chance to take the lead. George Hill is at the free throw line. They're down by one, and he gets fouled on a shot. He goes to shoot, and he hits the first free throw, ties the game up. There's, there's like, what, four point something seconds left in the game. So, goes to take the second free throw, misses. J.R. Smith grabs a, a really impressive offensive rebound. I, I was surprised that he grabbed that. He grabs it. Game's tied. He decides to dribble it out to the three-point line. Okay, so at this point, I'm like, it's J.R. He's, he wants to shoot a three. Okay. And then he just holds the ball, and LeBron is screaming at him. And J.R. Smith passes to Jeff Green, I think who tries to take a three, and it gets blocked. The game goes to overtime, and the Warriors own the Cavs in overtime because the Cavs are exhausted. LeBron has scored 51 points and is, like, just exhausted. So tired. He's done everything. And J.R. Mouths, I thought we were up. Like, is that not the most J.R. Smith thing in the world? It was incredible. It was incredible. 
What you're not mentioning from this is not only did he dribble it out to the three-point line, he was almost at half court Yeah, he before he stopped out. dribbling. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, and, and that uh, that three-pointer that was taken that was blocked, I don't even think uh, would would have counted, even if it would have made it in. I, I'm pretty sure after some replays, it was way late because uh, JR dribbled out like four seconds of clock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, you had some stuff, uh, Clay getting his knee almost taken out by JR because JR's an idiot, not happening. Um, me thinking that, man, just every team is going to let Draymond Green just take as many open shots as he wants because Draymond Green is very obviously sliding on that end and must have whatever happened, but... Man, I did not want this series, and I'm so tired of it still. I I watched it, and I was just kind of like, yep, this is happening again. And LeBron scored 50, and they lost. And yeah, cool. Um, but some of the drama in this is just ridiculous. Uh, Tristan Thompson and getting into it with, was it Draymond or whatever? Yeah, at the well, at the very end. At you the very end, yeah. Steph, Clay, LeBron, Draymond, Tristan yeah, Thompson, so, all these guys. So Steph and LeBron started chatting, and then Clay kind of walked over, all Clay like, and it didn't seem like anything was going on. They were just talking. They were they were smack, smack talking for sure, but I'm not entirely sure what was being oh, said here, or whatever. So here's what I heard. Here's what I heard on this. Okay. Steph goes up for a layup. The game is like clearly over, but. The uh, the shot clock or the the game clock is still higher than the shot clock, so Steph's got to take a shot. He goes for a layup, and LeBron gets up and blocks it, and it was pretty impressive. But Steph goes to LeBron and says something along the lines of, "You couldn't have just let me get that one." Like he thought the game was over, and LeBron didn't like that apparently. And then Clay stuck up for Steph, and yeah, that's what started that. What a dumb thing to like. Right? <laughs> get like I mean like that that's really just of all the things to like get all bunched up about like this this is the this is LeBron's narrative this year and uh you know, he has it. He has some different stupid narrative every year that he's trying to push and uh this is it this year. This is the narrative and you know what? I'm I'm okay with Steph Curry being infuriating to LeBron. I'm okay with that. Like Steph Curry is infuriating. If you want to like complain about like LeBron like boasting a ton or some of these other guys boasting, go look at Steph cuz Steph does the exact same thing. He like shimmies and does all this other stuff after threes and like he he is a total showboat. But that's why like that's why there is the Steph Curry era right now where guys are just wanting to shoot, like, threes like Steph. And, right. like, that. But, like, you know, I'm fine with it right now. It, uh, yes, if, if exactly. it gets under LeBron's skin, then that's where I'm at. I'm, yeah. I am petty as all other. You all know this. <laughs> I do not care. I'm not trying to hide it. Go ahead. Let's, let's roll with this. Right. Well, and here's the thing with Steph's showboating. I'm okay with this. Because he's a good sport about it. So in the Rockets series, I think it was Chris Paul, hit a three over Steph and shimmied. And Steph was like, who cares? Yep. That's great. Like, he drained a shot in my face. He should shimmy. 
I mean that I think that's part of what makes the game fun. He and d- the he fact doesn't... that Steph can be lighthearted about it. I don't mind watching that. Yeah, it, if someone does like kind of like front on him or whatever, he's not going to like go get up in their face necessarily or like start like trying to make a big deal about it. He kind of just shakes it off like, "Yeah, I do the same thing." Like, "Good play." Now I'm right. going to go drain a 40-footer. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yes. It's annoying. It's annoying as I'll get out. Like, I'm not saying it's not annoying, and, like, it's super frustrating, because, I mean, the dude's great. I, right, yeah. That's I mean, like, when, you, when, when you're the best three-point shooter ever, and, like... And you're on a team that we don't like. That's yeah, gonna have, like... Yes. <laughs> it, it's just... That stuff's going to be infuriating, but, like... Uh-huh. You know, if I have to watch this game again, watching Steph just kind of clown it up a bit, and if I can have the game on mute so I don't have to hear about how great everyone is, then I'm good. Not how great. How every second Van Gundy is talking about how they need to change this rule, and these refs are so bad. Like, I get it. Yeah, it's frustrating. Can we talk about the actual game, please? That's been him this entire season. I know, but I feel like it was worse in this game. Him and Mark Jackson go on these things about, like, how bad the game is and, like, all these rules and blah, 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 and they don't talk about the game. They'll talk talk about, like, I'll play, and, like, Breen will start, like, chiming in and, like, trying to say parts of the game and stuff, and then they just, like, they're like, oh, yeah, that was great, but as I was saying about this, like... It's it's unbearable. It is. it's, It's the worst. If you ever, like... Complain all you want about, like, Reggie Miller and, like, all this other stuff. At least, like, he's saying dumb shit about the game. I have to cut that. Um, he's saying <laughs> dumb stuff about the game and, uh, like, that not just going on some tangent about, like, how garbage the game is and all this other stuff. It's like, yo, Jeff Green and Mark Jackson, just because no one will hire you as a coach doesn't mean the game's garbage right now. Oh, you're speaking my language. So, here's what I think. Now I'm going to say something kind of bold, and this might start something, but whatever. I'm going to say the Warriors are a dynasty already. I think I would consider them that. They've been to the finals for four straight years and won three of those. I think I consider that a dynasty. Technically, they've only won two so far, but they're about to win three. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I guess I got a little ahead of myself. They're about to win their third. I think... I think they're a dynasty already just for being there. Um, And what we're seeing is historic. It definitely is. And I I was thinking about this while watching the game, and I was just thinking, like, what's going to happen in 40 years? If someone asks me, do you remember watching those Warriors teams with Steph Curry and Kevin Durant? And I'm going to say, yeah, I watched that. And I didn't like them, but they were great. And it was incredible. It was historical. What they did was unprecedented. So, I, like, I wish we could get a little bit of commentary along those yeah. lines, you know? Get, get some commentary. Like, we should be having A-plus commentary for, like, the history that is going on. I will agree there. Like, for everything that's going on, we should be having, like, the we should be having top-notch, like like, discussion about the game and stuff, because, like, look, if you're gonna call the that, like, Miami Heat team that was together for four years, if you're gonna call that a dynasty, then you already have to call this Warriors team a dynasty. Just straight off the bat, 
I don't know what, you know, you can have a different um, conversation about a dynasty, but, like, this Warriors team is really good, and I would argue that they were on their way to a dynasty before they got Kevin Durant. And and that's what's yep. so frustrating about it, is that I think they were already there, and I think they would have been, I honestly think they would have been still steamrolling through the league, even without Kevin Durant. And that's what I hate so much about the move. And what yeah. I hate so much about <laughs> yeah. the entire thing is, like, they, they would still be doing this. Like, Did someone say hard cap? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I've just, we don't need to start this. Oh, right my now. gosh. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Like, something something's going to have to change for the next CBA. Because... Yeah, in, in six this, years. <laughs> this perfect... Well, this perfect storm that happened, like, they have to try and snuff it out. They already tried to snuff it out. I mean... Right. We had a veto of a trade because they were like, oh, these things can't happen. And then just, mm-hmm. it all happened still. Yep. It all yep. happened for four more teams. Like... Right. Like... Like, this team is going to break basketball. Oh, When yeah. it's all said and done. Oh, yeah. They oh, already yeah. have, kind of. And I know everyone was excited about the Rockets series and, like... That Rockets team was really exciting, but everyone said it at the beginning. Like, this Rockets team has the best shot, but the Warriors are still going to win. Right, like, exactly. If exactly. the Warriors can be de- down 3-1 against Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and, like, they had they had their own death lineup. They had the counter-death lineup. They had Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant at power forward, Andre Roberson, Dion Waiters was playing out of his mind in Westbrook, and... Clay Thompson just goes absolutely insane, and like it. I, this team, this team is. I mean, like that's just what it is. And being able to go back uh, in thirty, forty years and be like, all right, well, uh, yeah, you know, like those, all those great teams of the two thousands. Like this is what it was like to watch them, and this is yep. why. Yep. And because you know, all this YouTube stuff is going to be great for. Like, yeah. kids in the future. All this stuff's oh, yeah. online now. And it's not going to be as yeah. hard as trying to find, you know, stuff of, like, the 60s Connie and Hawkins. 70s. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know how hard it is to find game tape of Connie Hawkins right now? It's, it's so worst. hard. It's, it's so hard. It's really, really hard. But, yep. like, you know, all these kids are going to be able to be, like, oh, man, yeah. Like, you can watch the grainy footage uh, of, like, or the four, <laughs> like 144p of, like, Jordan doing awesome stuff, and then you can watch the 1080p of, you know, Steph hitting 40 footers and right, like all that right. stuff. Like, um, I want to make a quick comparison because the NHL finals are going on right now too. Go Caps, and go they Knights. Have, they have incredible commentary. Their commentators are great. Watch the NHL finals; it's awesome. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you just buy that or No, okay. So, uh for for those who are not in uh physical proximity to us right now, which is all of you. Which is everyone. Um, I I'm wearing a Capitals shirt right now. Uh my sister, who we will mention later in this show, lives in <laughs> Washington DC and I guess things are pretty crazy over there right now with the Caps being in the finals, so she got me this Capitals shirt. I'm an Avs fan first, but if someone gives me a capital shirt, I won't complain. The caps are cool. And I've already said on this podcast, uh, 
Vegas isn't too bad either right now with the night stuff. So, <laughs> but I mean that's a historical series as well, and just I mean I can't really say too much because basketball is my thing. Obviously, we've been doing this podcast for like two and a half years, and it's not a hockey podcast. <laughs> it's not a hockey <laughs> but, podcast yet. But it's really good for, in my opinion. So check it out. I highly recommend checking out the NHL finals. They're exciting. I will say whenever I've watched a game uh, in the playoffs or even in the last couple of years watching finals games, I haven't watched any yet this year because I always forget when they're on. I have a terrible time with that, but it is interesting having to listen to Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson complain and then go to that. And it's like, Oh my gosh, there's actual commentary here. Yeah. Right, like even watching some of the football stuff now, minus you know Chris Collinsworth not being able to do anything, or people complaining about things that aren't needed to be complained about just for ratings. Like, yeah, I do, I do miss some of that, like actual, like good uh, color commentating stuff. Even just from, you know, we we need to have more Brent Berry and um, Kevin Harlan. Yes, in, in oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. Both those yep. guys are great, and we do not have nearly enough of those. We have way too much Reggie, and how the world uh, freaking Albert has a job still is beyond me. <laughs> it's because he's got a good voice. I'm convinced that's it. That's the only reason, because he's garbage. Right. All right, well, um, we got some some really great Twitter questions this week, and I think... Our discussion here leads into one of them very well. Uh, so first off, um, friend of the show, Shan Liska on Twitter, tweets at us, long-time listener, third-time tweeter. How much has your life changed since the last time LeBron wasn't in the finals? Hashtag boy, hashtag congrats on the Fortnite victory. First off, thank you. Uh, appreciate that. It was an exciting time in regard to Fortnite, um, But I think this is a great question. And we were kind of talking about this right before we started recording. And the last time LeBron wasn't in the finals was 2010. And that was Celtics-Lakers. That Celtics team, uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Rondo. Um, Lakers, Kobe, of course. Um, but 2010, eight years ago. That was a long time ago. So how much has your life changed? What was, what was your life like? when LeBron wasn't in the finals eight years ago. So we were both in high school, obviously not in the same high school, but we were both in high school, uh, no longer in high school. So that's a big change. That's a big change for sure. Um, I don't want to say like, I mean like obviously, so like jobs and all that other stuff and being an adult now since the last time that it happened, that's the big one. Uh, like, there's not that much other stuff, though. So, like, I I mean, so, I'm, st- I'm still a nerd. I was a little bit more of hate the world nerd. Now I'm more oh, of, like, I was a little I was a little emo without being, like, full emo. Okay. But, uh, okay. I uh, hated everything about high school. I was still in my shell. Uh, still didn't talk to people. Uh, listened to, I think I still listen to a lot of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> okay, another thing we had in common. <laughs> yep. Uh, <I> unfortunately. Th- <laughs> unfortunately, listened to a lot of Limp Bizkit. Um, probably a lot of System of a Down. Yeah, I, I think, uh, obviously, like, 
my music taste has changed a bit, but that also just goes with the, oh, I hate everything, I hate the world, ever blah, 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 blah. Basically, like, I was just full-on emo without, like, having, like, the normal, like, the normal, like, hair cut or any of the clothes for it. So, uh, that's about my biggest change. I mean, like, there there wasn't that much. It's, I'm, I'm pretty much the same, I think. <laughs> oh, I mean, my life, I would say, has changed a lot. Eight years ago, I was 16 in high school, like you said. I was, I was way more into football. I'll, I'll go sports first. I was playing football. Um, I cared way more about football than basketball, for sure. Um, I didn't even watch hockey or baseball hardly at all at that point. So that's changed. Um, let's see. What else? Eight years ago, um, I got my driver's license. I think I'm, I, I'm a much better driver now. Because um, <laughs> you weren't a driver? <laughs> I, I don't know that I was ever a terrible driver, but I know I'm better at 24 than I was at 16. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was like technically not a driver until, until like that's, that season had started, and I'm not sure if I should count that, the first heat season. Because oh, uh, I'm a, I'm a lady You're birthday. A little... Oh, right, right, right. I always forget that. Um, what else? But, uh, um, I think, yeah, I just think I didn't care as much about basketball. I think that's kind of interesting to see. So sports-wise, I was still, I was not, a, I was not super avid watching regular season games as much. I always watched uh, playoffs. I always watched playoff basketball, like always. Um, I, I was a lot more of a casual fan. I watched a lot more football, obviously. Um, I, at that point in time, the most games I'd been to of any sport was technically football, but that I remember was baseball. Not because I was a huge baseball fan, but, uh, you know, it's really easy to go to Diamondbacks games and stuff. You go visit Phoenix and you just set that up. I was an assistant coach for Little League during high school, so every year you would go down there for like the Little League day, and the kids would get to go out on the field, and you just get to enjoy some nachos and stuff, and like just kind of chill out. Um, but like sports-wise, I mean, like basketball was always my favorite sport. It's the sport, the only sport that I actually played growing up, even though I didn't play it for super long. Even so, like I was still into basketball but i've definitely evolved in like my basketball stuff and that didn't really happen until 2012 i still watched playoff basketball but uh it, it was really that that kind of change of uh I, I really got into it with the 2012 olympics and i've told i've said this before but yeah i mean like that's the biggest change is just how much more of a fan of basketball that i grew up like between that time even though i still was i loved basketball just like I was never a regular season watcher, like right. up at that yes. point. That that's a good explanation. That's how I was. I um I still loved basketball. I mean, I was playing basketball at that point too, and uh, yeah, still loved it. The other thing, the other major difference that I forgot to mention is I lived in Wyoming. I think that's a pretty big difference too. Um, but yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, send any questions in at Sunny and PHX Pod. We love answering Twitter questions. Um, okay, let's let's get to the um, non-sports side of this now. We've got some doozies here. Are you ready for this? 
Let's hit it. Okay. We've got someone who I mentioned previously, Emily Crumpetit. Shout out at Crumpmaster on Twitter. Genius tweeter, by the way. That's my sister. Um, she's awesome. Uh, she she sends in <laughs> an extremely thought-provoking tweet that I still don't really know my answer, but here it is. <laughs> At what point do your lips turn into the inside of your mouth? Now, I've been thinking about this for... She asked me this about a week ago, and I just said... Like, I still don't know. What, what's the answer? So, I mean, maybe you can give me a little bit of guidance here. So, if it can get chapped, it's part of your lips, and it's not part of the oh, inside okay. of your mouth. That's, okay, now, that's I, the answer. I have, but I have something for this story. Okay. Um, this was, this was a pre-LeBron in the finals. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. This was, I was in fourth grade, I believe, and I had... I went on this camping trip. My school did a fourth and fifth grade camping trip every year. And we would go up um, where I lived was close to a mountain. So we'd go up on the mountain and we'd stay for like three nights and learn about like science and that kind of stuff. It was always really fun. The first year I went, I got really bad chapped lips, but it extended. It went pretty much down to my chin almost below my lip heading toward my chin and people would say, Oh, I think you have some chocolate on your face. And I was like, no, it's not chocolate. It's just really, really, really bad chapped lips. And so I I'm like, maybe it's not even chapped. Maybe it's just like a scab from a cut or something, but no, I put chapstick on it and it worked. So that sounds I, like I just a random Mitch thing. That maybe, just sounds- <laughs> maybe cause it has never happened since fourth grade, but like, I don't know, because at first I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great explanation. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We need to l- revisit this question. The question specifically says, at what point do your lips turn into the inside of your mouth? So we're not talking outside. Neither at was I. Point? Okay, Neither was but- I, boy. That, that's what I'm asking. Like, So this chap thing was on the outside of your mouth? Yeah. That's just really so bad dry weird. skin. Like, you're just it a weirdo. Weird. Um, okay, fine. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about, like, there's a specific point when your lips get chapped. And you know this. Everyone knows this. Because then, when you go look in the mirror, and you start messing with your lips, and start pushing on your lips, there's a split. And there's yeah, a split okay. where your lips are chapped, and then there's the inside of your mouth that's not chapped because it's constantly getting moisture. And that's the split. Okay. okay. And that's okay. the split. So now I have. A, I gotta pose one more question. No, this isn't on the outside of your mouth. When you, <laughs> when you grab your lip, let's say your bottom lip, and you put it like inside out, kinda. You pull it inside out. That part, that like, you can push your tongue up against. That's in front of your teeth. That you can kind of see. Oh, and there's like the line thing that connects it to like your jaw. So time out. What is time that? out. What time is out. That? So, uh, for everyone not watching Mitch on Hangouts at Home, he's literally playing with his lip and flipping it inside out, kind of. Well, I'm like, trying to think just, of like, how to explain Trying it. to think, like, in deep thought. Like, just messing with his lip and, like, <laughs> looking at the little Hangout screen of the, his picture in the corner, just trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, I have some questions for Mitch, but that, okay. can't, go on the, that can't go on the podcast right now. So, uh, um... 
I, I don't okay. really know what he's getting at, but uh, you know what? My point still stands. When you get chapped lips, you you kind of press your lips and you like you do that like puppy puppy lip thing where like you pouty and you push your lip in. You see where it's chapped. That's that's where your lip starts and ends with okay. the inside of your let's, mouth. Let's go with that for now, but I still have some soul searching to do apparently. <laughs> All right. And our final Twitter question for the week comes from friend of the show, Josh, at Josh Cran. Um, he, he's been on the show many times, um, part of the Fortnite victory that Shannon mentioned. And this is a good one. He asks, if you could only eat one type of bread for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Hashtag French baguette for life. So first off, great choice. I think French baguette is a great choice. But what do you think? One bread for the rest of your life. So this is really tr- this is really tough. So I I have some questions. Is is he talking do I? Is he talking about like specifically bread loaf or bread product? <laughs> I knew this is where this was going to go. So like <laughs> Cakes and stuff are kind of no, bread product. No, David, you cannot pasta, say cake. Pasta is a bread product. Pasta is well, not bread. No, pasta doesn't count, and cake doesn't count either. It's made with, like, all the same ingredients. This is why I'm asking this. So, like, is it? are we considering bread, like, basically, if it's made with similar ingredients to bread or almost the same ingredients to bread, is it bread? Or are we just talking about, like, loaves of bread? Well, the question is if you could – the question says if you could eat one bread, not one uh, – product that is made out of bread ingredients i'm I'm, all i'm asking is like i can choose this bread and i'm not going to be like stopped from eating like whatever pasta i want like right oh i see this is where i'm getting no in in my mind you can choose sourdough and you can still eat pasta and cake you're you're laughing at me but like this is my question (laughs) this was my worry because i didn't want to say something and just be like all right well uh now, if you ever want pasta or anything, you can dip that bread that you have right there in some <laughs> oh, sauce, gross. and that's all you can have. Gross. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I, don't, don't like, worry about that. I, I was just worried. I just wanted to double-check that. So, what are the usual suspects for bread? We got your sourdough, your wheat. Wheat and whole grain are the same. Like, we're just going to lump those together, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. And we're we're not doing this, like... Like bread product wheat. We're talking about that 100% whole grain, whole wheat. Yes. Wheat. Yes. Yep. Uh, you got your like normal, just paisley white, your bleached white, your wonder right. bread. Wonder bread, yep. Brioche? Brioche counts, yep. Brioche. Um, what are some other usual suspects? I already said sourdough, right? Well, I think I have my answer. Okay. So maybe that'll help you. Um, I'm going to say ciabatta. Ciabatta. I'm a big fan of ciabatta bread, and I think it's great because it's um, it's a, a little bit denser Italian bread, so filling, you can use it for, like, buns. Um, you can use it for sandwiches still. It would work well for paninis. Um, the, I, I think it's, it's a versatile, denser Italian bread, so I'm going ciabatta. All right, I have one more question. Okay, go ahead. So if I choose my bread, can I have that kind of bread but in different forms of bread? So, like, if I choose that bread, could I have that bread, but, it, like, it's a bun? Or it's, like, just normal sliced loaf? Or it's... I, I would think so. Okay. I, I think that I'm just going the easy, the whole wheat. Whole wheat whole slash wheat, whole huh? grain. I don't, I don't think you can go wrong with that. That's, my, that's always my go-to right now. Uh, one, because I'm trying to eat those complex carbs. 
because uh uh reasons um and and uh like too like you know i go somewhere i love sourdough sourdough is great sourdough is great like i i absolutely love sourdough and sourdough probably is my answer for real but like if i I have to eat one i'm gonna try and keep with those complex carbs and go with the whole wheat okay i get the reasoning but i have to say i'm extremely surprised that the guy who said his favorite ice cream was watermelon sorbet (laughs) chose whole wheat as his favorite bread I mean, I didn't say just white bread or something. <laughs> I guess it could have been worse. And I, I specified, you know, that 100% like whole grain, whole wheat, like. That's that's some, the, it is good. You're that's, right. It, that's, that's like good the cream stuff. of the crop of the wheat bread. It, it, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just surprised. I mean, okay. like, I, I think sourdough is a boring answer, too. Like, everyone loves sourdough. That's true. Like, sourdough is great. Uh, I can't think of this one. Oh, my gosh. There's this one bread that I had recently. Focaccia. 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 Rosemary focaccia. Oh. I had a that's, I had a that's, that was my runner up. I had a blackened salmon sandwich on Ooh. like a cheddar Ooh. focaccia. Ooh, that sounds good. And that was dope. And that was like a really good bread. Yeah, I just like that's that's good stuff. It, that was my second choice. I'm just trying to think practical of if I could only eat one bread for the rest of my life. Like Right. And like probably like I say now, like that whole wheat, but like more than more than likely, I'm just going to... I love sourdough, so, like, I'll eat sourdough with everything. All right. Well, good answers all around, I believe. Let's move into our non-sports plugs. The second section of our non-sports section, we have David's Comic Book Corner. We have Mitch's Face Melting Minute. What do you got, David? Um. So, I don't really have much, but... uh. Just want to shout out. I've I've got I've gotten to pull you down the nerd rabbit hole a little bit too much, and this is that's correct. This was kind of teased last week, but uh, you know, I am a fan of the card game Magic: The Gathering, and uh, it's some really nerdy stuff. Uh, I, I'd say it's on the level of a D and D because it's yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna look really silly doing it, and if you have the wrong group of people, it's really just not it's really like you're just thinking the entire time like what in the world am i doing here but uh i've played it for about eight years or not eight years uh sorry uh seven years almost but uh you know just a fun card game and i've gotten to pull you into it a little bit got you uh to start playing last time i was down there last week which was just last week i don't know why i said it like i was weeks ago but uh um i've just been trying to go out and play it a little bit more often because i really enjoy it and specifically um this game type called commander where you basically play with a 100 card deck and every card has to be you can only have a single copy of each card and so it adds a lot of like different um uh, like creativeness and all this other stuff to it and it's just fun and if you have the right group of people it's just kind of silly and you get to, get to sit around and bs a little bit and you know think and have some fun and mm-hmm. i i just want to shout that out i don't really have much else to shout out because i haven't really done much else this weekend this week besides recover so uh <laughs> I, i'm just gonna shout that out because i've been playing that quite yeah. a bit um magic is cool and i i think i like it because the more i think about it the more it's like um a more structured organized um directed version of D&D 
like you don't think of the characters they're pre-made and everything and they don't last as long and there's not as much backstory which is why i love D, but this this is really fun very mechanical it's fun to learn the systems and those kind of things so i second your your plug there yeah um, um and like you said that but like there's also like it's kind of a, one of these things where it's as much backstory as you want from it yeah because like true. There's a ton of lore and all this other stuff. Right, and but I just mean like, you don't make it yourself. Oh, yeah, no. But, like, and so, like, it has that element of being able to explore and, like, explore all these different places while also, like, um, this element of, like, just being able to, like, just kind of jump in. and You don't have to have all that stuff, but, like, if you learn yeah. that stuff and read about it, then, like, you kind of get this more interesting experience and it's super nerdy and kind of lame but i love it so it's fine it's fun um okay so for my plug this week last week we saw polyphia and we talked about them for a really long time and i haven't really been listening to anything else besides polyphia and sean so i'm plugging polyphia again uh check out their ep the most hated came out in 2017 uh i think there's like five or six songs on there Really, really solid top to bottom. My favorite songs on there are Iconic, which is uh, the song they opened up with live. And I like love that song even more than I did before now, along with Goose and 40 Ounce. So check out The Most Hated by Polyphia. It's so much fun. Um, but thanks for listening. As always, appreciate it. Hit us up on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. We're inching closer to the draft and summer league. I'm sure that you're all excited, as excited as we are. Uh, so keep up with us. We'll be talking more about these prospects, more about the finals, and then uh, drafts right around the corner. So thanks for listening and go Suns. Oh, yeah.